What? Bru- what uh, Jason Lee. Jason Lee in the Dragon, right? Or was it Dragon the Bruce Lee story, right? It was Dragon. Dragon. It was inter- yes, the Bruce Lee story. Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Yeah, yeah. It's just so funny because I remember watching it and I'm like, you know how certain things you're watching it and you're like, oh, based off of based off of a true story. So you're like, oh, snap. That means it's got to be real. And my, like my cousins watch. I absolutely fucking love Dragon because I used to love everything about Bruce Lee at that time. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then, and then it's like the 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 obviously I knew it wasn't real, but. The idea of of him fighting these demons, but then also him going on to this. I don't know what the what this prop the proper term is called, but how he had to fight people for him to train. Uh, the Guaylo, right? I don't even know if it was really Guaylo that had a problem. Had a problem with teaching black people, but shit sounded good to me. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, yeah. but uh, no, accent and everything. Oh, Guaylo. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> he's a Guaylo, right? Like, and and he, I think he like. Maybe beat up some dude, and then the guy supposedly did a a, a cheap shot, and you know I don't know if that was real because I think there was a other story saying that he had that back problem from improper weight training and over pushing himself or some stuff like that, you know. But and then other I don't know if he has a heart attack or it was an aneurysm or something that happened. Do you remember what killed Bruce Lee? There's theories out there. I think officially on the paper he had. Uh, some kind of reaction to something, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah. Because he swelled uh, up. He swelled up. I think the 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 toxicology or the coroner pitcher supposedly he does have a, a engulfed or, or inflamed or very swollen head. Okay. But I don't know what that means. Uh, I, something like that though. It, but it's wonky. It's wonky. Well, I wonder. Do you get swollen heads from brain trauma? Or is it just swollen brain? Seeing uh, that, I, I don't know. know. Yeah, you know that. I don't know. But anyway, it, yeah. So I just remember watching. It. My cousin was like, "Yeah, right." You know, like if I told the story, of course I would kick everybody. Like this is before Dave Chappelle talking about the Dave Chappelle show, you know, or Dave Chappelle movie where he had a thirteen-inch penis or something like that. Like whatever. <laughs> on, that, on that movie. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, so my cousin was saying that, and I thought it was just hilarious because he was like, "Yeah," and, I, and there's a part was like when he said that, I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of true." If I was writing a story, of course I'd make myself amazing. But I'm glad I'm glad you brought that movie up. Was that one of your favorite movies growing up, or as I was bringing it up, I was doing just I was I was listening to somebody talk about him, but uh, I do remember that movie. That movie was fucking fire because I was thinking the same thing. A lot, a lot of movies back then were doing the whole based on uh, true events or based on Bruce Lee. You're like. This is a documentary oh, film, but this is gonna be fucking fire. You see the the trailer, you're like, oh, that looks like him, dude. Oh, dude, they even show, you know, Enter the Dragon. Oh, they show and all that. I was like, oh shit. I remember watching it. I don't think I did a rewatch of it. Um, but Bruce Lee was, yeah, a big deal growing up for sure. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. You can't funny you said it because at that time, yeah. Well, a couple of things was like, uh, was it Jason Lee? Also, I'm not sure if you knew this, Jason Lee was also in uh, one of my favorite trilogies of all time. It, it started in the 80s and ended maybe in the 90s, starring Michael J. Fox. Oh, TV show? No, no, it was a movie. Oh, a movie. Back to the Future? He was in Back to the Future 2. He was the guy that said, you need more power! Oh. Do you remember that? <laughs> that was yeah, that was Jason Lee, man. Jason Lee. Oh man. He's definitely yeah. top he's probably top five Chinese American actor for sure, just based on that movie alone. Well, no, no, number one, in my opinion, has to be the dude that did the voice for um well that it's the main Asian guy that's been in like uh Big Trouble in Little China. He was in Seinfeld where he did that little uh door or whatever he was like the chinese restaurant thing he was the voice in panda um pa- kung fu panda, panda. Oh, okay no yeah didn't, didn't say that uh i think he was also tia Kerr's dad in uh wayne's world oh kind of stuff who, yeah who is that what's his name he was, he was also in if you haven't seen it and i hope you did everything oh, everywhere nice. all the i, I yeah. think samo hong maybe i don't know 
have to I have to look at look up the but that that dude's like an OG because we've seen him in, like he's in everything he's he's the he's the Asian Samuel Jackson. That's a good point. Or or you know what, let me take the back. Samuel Jackson is the black version of him. He's been in so many things. Wilo, 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 Wilo. Oh, that's uh, funny. That's funny. Yeah, Bruce Lee's up there. But no, it was funny. I was listening to uh, this uh, former UFC fighter talk about Bruce Lee. And they're yeah. talking about the evolution of fighting as we see it today, right? It's a lot more accessible to the everyday person as it ever yeah. has been. So, And he was talking about Bruce Lee, the philosopher, is more celebrated than Bruce Lee, the martial artist, in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? Because where martial arts is considered today, where the style of what he was doing was, you know, important for the time where he was at. You know, I'm yeah, just ex- now I'm extending the thought, but this is just what I'm thinking. It's like, yeah, Jeet oh, Kune Do was, was pretty much because um, he had put out the idea of Jeet Kune Do, you know, in the 70s, mm-hmm. which turns is now, you know, in most cases, people would say is what mixed martial arts is. And, Brent, and, and Bruce Lee break it, broke it down to like simplicity in a way. It's like, of course, you're going to have to learn everything. You take the best parts of every every martial art and you put it into it. And I'm going to call it Jeet Kune Do. A form of no, what was it? Form of no form, something like that, or form of no form. yeah, 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 form of no form, right? So you're, you know, like the idea, you you adapt like water, you you know. And I think you said that to me years ago too. You like water, you know, uh. So you just adapt, um, but yeah, it, it was he was a, like not the I guess I guess he was the originator in the in the ideology of it, you know, because he was also. I guess Harold as a great, a really good philosopher in the way he thought, you know, at that time. Oh, for sure. I think that's what I take most from him. Uh, But it was cool to see kind of his movies because it was the quintessential, like Jean-Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, uh, just in, you know, like a, a Chinese theme, essentially, you know, where it's like, it's not the old school Kung Fu movies with the monks and, you know the the wizards and the you know the the abbots with the long beards and the you know the Shaolin style. Yeah. Like this was like yeah. oh this will this will got charisma. This will this will kind of hard. Oh this will skinny. Oh buff. yeah, heck yeah. Skinny this buff. Will, this will fight like, Chuck and Norris. And they put on the glasses like yeah. like you know just took in the seventies style. That's swag. Like yeah. Chinese gave you sweat. Like you know what I'm saying the sixties seventies trying. Like when he came in, he got that clean cut. Then he got to that seventies swag with the glasses and, and whatnot. Like, yeah, Swagoo. I mean, yo, like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. was taking lessons by him. Yeah, you know, was a friend of his. Yeah, and that dude didn't. Supposedly, uh, people didn't like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at first. You know. Oh yeah, based on Which, that HBO show. Yeah, I was like, what? Based on the HBO show, and then there's other stories, but it's like, you know, he just was the, the guy that you didn't want to mess with or whatnot. Um, Superhero. I absolutely freaking love that show, too. I mean, I loved, like, the first six episodes or whatever, how many it was, and, like, the last couple, and it was whatever, but definitely, definitely love that that show. Was it? Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't even call it Showtime. They call it Winning Time. Winning Time, yeah. Because they didn't want to call it Showtime because it was HBO. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, yeah. They're called the Showtime Lakers, but you're not gonna put Showtime on HBO. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Get people confused. Oh, they're merging though, right? Wait, no, 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 no. That was that was AT and T and HBO, and then now they're now HBO got sold off to Warner or something. No, no, um, Discovery, and then they're taking a dump, like falling apart. Oof. A lot of merging going on. A lot of merging, a lot of buyouts, especially in the media world. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Bruce Lee, marketing genius, or whoever was behind the campaign of Bruce Lee or however that became a thing. Tremendous. Yeah. Just but yeah. Genius. Philosophy for sure is, uh, it's the, uh, it's the basis for a lot of, you know, thinking, especially in the MMA game. For sure, and then the the way that they captured, you know, his his all of his demonstrations, the way the movies kind of played out, 
uh, back then it was mysterious. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Bloodsport was based on a true martial artist. Like Frank yeah. Dukes, like he claimed to go to, you know, these underground tournaments and motherfuckers fight till death and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was the belief. I remember doing martial arts and I was like, yeah, that shit real. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then, yeah. I mean, I don't know how true it was now nowadays, but I've I've heard of people doing deep dives and they're like, yeah, he would get dropped off and go into the woods with like a duffel bag and then come back with like a trophy and shit. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> For real? It's like, part of the street fighter, right? You know, the whole yeah, kind, the, the, yes. Mm-hmm. Even though I still want to call him Ryu, I don't care. Like, it's Ryu, but I, I, my American side wants to call Ryu, him Ryu, baby. Who said Ryu? 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 Yeah. Hadouken. Like, that's what we do it. Yeah, Hadouken. You throw a Hadouken at this birch. That's why when Fei Long came out, I was like, oh shit, this one got Bruce Lee moves and shit. The Fei Long, which one? The fake one? The fake, uh, no, it was, no, Shay Long was the one. No, Shane Long. No, no, no. Shane Long is the. Shay Long was the fake character that they created. I want to say it was IGN that created it because it was like this whole fake story of Shay. Oh, yeah, we did that one. I'm talking about the the Bruce Lee looking one. Isn't he in Street Fighter or was that uh, uh, Geo? Wait. Oh, who was there a like a imposter Bruce Lee in Street yeah, Fighter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was Fei Long. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Fei Long, right? I'm old school, old school Street Fighter. Yeah, that was Street Fighter like Two Turbo, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Not necessarily a uh, not an upgrade, um, just faster. Like a, yeah, Fei Long, F E F E I Long, Fei Long, Fei Long, Fei Long, man. Oh shit, Bruce he Lee. Whole, he, was, he was super dope because I remember the punches and his like fire kick that he would do. Oh Ooh. yeah, the we're going up. Yeah, like See? Oh, Bruce Lee, man. The Bruce Lee is yeah. He was philosophy wise. He said uh, said a said an interesting like wave from his existence in America. You know. You know, it was actually funny now that I think about that because that came out in 1993. I'm surprised it started off with the Bruce Lee type character in Street Fighter. It's, it was like weird. Like they didn't, and then all of a sudden, the fighting games started adding Bruce Lee type characters into their fighting games. The only one that did, maybe, maybe it was because of Mortal Kombat. Oh, uh, because he had, um, what's his name? Gosh, man, our, our memory's shot. Let's see. No, it can't be. Uh, I don't want to say Shang Chi because that's the new. I know, goddamn you! (laughs) I was thinking in my head a million times. I was like, "That's not it. That's not it." Uh, Don't look it up. Let's be old school. Let's see. Uh, Um. Oh, jeez. Kung Lao. Kung Lao was the other one with the hat. Kung Lao with the hat. Okay. Kung Lao wins. Liu Kang. Liu Kang. Liu Kang. Liu Kang. One thousand dollars. Guilo, Guilo, go ahead. Guilo next. Go ahead, Guilo next. <laughs> I said uh, orange chicken for five hundred. Lu Kang. So they made him Korean, right? Kang is uh, what was that last name? Is that Korean or is that? Well, I thought Kang could also be Chinese. Oh, Kang could be Chinese. Okay, okay. Lu Kang. Yeah, he came out with that bicycle kick. I was like, yo, what? That's like a a bicycle <laughs> kick. <laughs> yo. I, I I hope if, if anything happens when you go into the when you pass away to go into the spirit realm whatever, I hope you can just go back at the times that you just enjoyed the most. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I I was looking at some pictures of people in the 80s. I was like, man, I loved what I remember of the 80s. You know, like it was like certain things were so simple, like the exciting of like, oh, let me walk, put this VHS movie in and watch this. Oh, yeah. And movies were I'm not saying I don't I don't like. You get accustomed to certain things, and then things get like grander and more grander to a point where all you are adapting to is the the biggest grandioses of like movies and stuff, right? And what I'm trying to get was like movies were so uh, I don't know authentic or innocent at the time. We're just gonna throw out this idea, throw this one out, boom, you know. And they did it, and people would try different things and weird things, though, in the '80s. Like, well, people were trying weird things in the '80s, but. You know, you had a Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, Police Academy, Back to the Future. Uh, 
I'm gonna get you sucker. These are the ones I I stand up for. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna have Big Trouble in Little China, yeah, the Back to the Futures, ET, Coming to America, Coming to America, right? And these uh um these are ones I'm just saying because then you had Eight if you're going to, uh like um, even if you're going like Eddie Murphy, you had uh Trading Places. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Trading Places. Um, Beverly Hills Cup. I want to say, I, yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. I also want to say um, Terminator started in that time. Terminator, yeah. Uh, uh, then you had, then you had late was. Um, and I always joke around because we've said this in the podcast before, but you had uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and how somehow he was hacking into the school computers. <laughs> so, um, then, then, then you know, it was one that was one of my favorites in that time was Flight of the Navigator. Have you oh yeah, one? dude, the one with the silver blob. Yeah, the silver blob. Oh, that was my uh, movie, dude. Blow. That was my right? movie. Down, down, get around. I get around. I get around. Yeah, and, and he got into the ship, and then they went so fast. He went into the future, and then he went fast to go into the, back into the past or whatever. Who changed the past? I watch, yeah, I, I have to watch that again. Yeah, like, because it's like, I don't know what happened, but he was in the future. He got lost and got into the future, right? He was on a ship and went into yeah. the future. And then whatever happened, and then he went as fast to go back. He's like, I don't know if we can do this. You know, we're not supposed to, and he got really small. It was like trying to go through that to get him back into the past so he can live relive his life as a kid. I I now I have to watch it because when I'm saying this movie, it made no fucking sense. You know, like I don't know what the purpose was, it's just the a kid went into the the future to go back into the past or whatever. Like was it a uh you know, not a uh allegory, but was it analogous to anything? You know, I just wanted I just want to go back. Or was this a story? Obviously, not everything has to have a meaning, but it's just like when I talk about it now, it's like this movie doesn't make any sense. I think I'm gonna have to watch it again. My guess is based on what I remember. I watched it a couple years ago. I found like a DVD rip of it, but um I probably have the VHS somewhere. Anyways, I think it was toying with the idea of like time travel through speed. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Some kind of thing of that. I, I'm pretty sure that was probably like the the science of the time. You know, like hot shit. Like, oh, this is, you know, we're trying to come up with a time machine. You know, like uh, all those movies at that time. Like, it was all about time machines. You're like, what? Yeah. You know, now true. it's now we're going somewhere else. And then on your thing on the '80s, when you're explaining that to me, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you know what? Why? It's because that's when movies weren't really making hella money. It seems. Yeah. So it's kind of gave an open kind of like you know when youtube first started before it became tv you know and it was just like oh random videos are just popping up here <laughs> like that's what yeah, no, it seems like movies well, were like well yeah because i mean one time and i didn't know this but at one time vhs tapes were fucking expensive to buy oh yeah yeah like they're seeing a vhs were like hell expensive at the beginning yeah. this is only based off of things you grew up on you know um then I'm thinking of like not only things that came out like that. Yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that came out in the '90s, but like the cartoons, just the like the yeah Joe, oh, Transformers. Joe. Well, yeah, Joe was before, but the but the cartoon Transformers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, for me, it was like you had Transformers, then you had Voltron, right? Oh. Which I still to this day get irritated when I watch. Power Rangers to be like, motherfucker, that's Voltron, my nigga. That's just Voltron. Hey, man. How many seasons is that going on? What? Uh, you're talking about Power Rangers? Yeah. Oh, man. Still going. Strong, R. dude. Green slash white ranger. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. Rest in peace, Tommy, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then, but then, like, when you, when you talk about that, too, I think about the 90s when you said Tommy, just instantly you thought about Tommy from Martin. <laughs> speaking, speaking oh, of like man. back and listen to or random things i was i was on the peloton the other day i was working out and then like you know i was on a hip-hop one and then the guy posts put a song on there and it was red man and it was red man with bus rhymes like uh, the goodness it was like that one uh, you know what i'm talking about yeah which one is it uh, i think it's off his red man's second album right it was on red man's album Featuring Buster right. Rhymes, right? Featuring Buster Rhymes, yeah. Uh, uh, the Another beginning. Lyrics. Uh, I could be Dream wrong. Dream of Hope, maybe. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. 
Wait, was that Method? No, no, no. Was Busta on that one? Fuck. Redman and, and, and Busta. Well, which one are you thinking of? Do you know the hook? Just throw out what you're thinking of. I'm trying to think of... Uh... Back the fuck up. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Freak the fuck out. Yeah, there you go. There you go. The body shake is taking that. That shit was like. Because the beginning, we used the beginning. I remember dancing to that. The beginning was so fucking hard. Well, see, the one I remember you dancing to, right? And you guys did this mix with Raekwon and the Rottweiler. And it was like, I I was like, who fucking made this mix? Oh, yeah. uh, it was uh, and I still remember because I was like, I have to find that mix to this day. It was um, it was you did you did Raekwon and then you did uh, uh the Rottweiler one or the Rock whatever. Yeah, one. Dun, 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 dun. yeah. So the uh, so the the goodness I remember. Wow, the fuck out! Yeah. I was like, I listened to it. I was like, yo, I forgot how hot this song was. Oh, dude, Redman was. Like, Redman is. Like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. You're on the right path. I'm I'm right there with you. Red, Redman. I was listening. To him, I was like, I was like. I was like, well, before Eminem, I remember someone saying this, before Eminem, there was Redman. Like, Redman was a person that made you laugh, but had lyrics to it. Like, uh, most of his songs were outlandish as far as jokes, yeah. but he had bars to his jokes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was just like, he, and I still and I still remember watching his his fake uh, MTV Cribs, where he's like, yeah, come to my house. It's got to be the most watched Cribs episode. That's got to be one bruh, of the top, like, top three Red, for sure. Yeah, and and sometimes it's funny because like we think about like greats at all times or whatever. Most people are not talking about Redman. Oh, you know no, what I'm saying? No, we overlook no. him, but it was like, but as a as like a hip hop personality, bar, regardless of his lyrics, he was always a person that you're you're wanting to watch because he would say the realest, funniest shit. Though it was like he was be real, but it was just so funny. You know, like it, it, it was different than like that the New Yorker real was like, you know, he was like, mm-hmm. it was all funny to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I got high on crack, bro. You know, like I'm just all over the place. That's how Busta was, too. It was like a, a shift in like uh, kind of the artistic and like comedic side of hip hop. Did, did you feel Bus Rhyme was, it was weird because I thought Bus Rhyme wasn't, it was funny, but he wasn't comedic like red man man watch put your hands where my eyes can see watch that music no, video I, no the, the music video <laughs> the music video was sick because like one was like no no no, no. do you no what's the other one uh freaking you out it's the it's the one oh, where he give me some more oh, 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 man give me some more no 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 it's the one it's the one where he's running down and he's reenacting movies and he does he does uh one of them yeah, because he does that because he also comes out this as like, is dangerous. We make you delirious. See, that's what I'm saying, bro. Pool is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, like come on, man. So funny. And then I think it was like his brother who's in white face trying to do the other guy. Oh, man, come on, man. It was like, what was it? Uh, another 48 hours or something like that. Nick Nolte was the first one. Oh then, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember a different one of like movies, and I was just like, when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is super dope, man. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but like but even uh, my very first Bus Rhymes experience was scenario. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. To me, that was like the best part. Like the whole song was dope. But when he comes, like that energy was wild. Say like, as I combine it. Yeah, like just the the cadence and the flow and oh, energetic man. Yeah, it was tight. Like Bus Rhymes was one of my favorites because I still, I still got you all in check. I had that hit. Oh, put your hands where my eyes can see is still my jam, bro. Oh, dude, that's. That is so pivotal because I remember that being like almost the whole Buster Rhyme album. Uh, and I don't know if it's Extinction Level Event or which one it was. I have to look it up. However, that album is literally, I would consider the theme album of my freshman year. 
you know, because that that I can see was was the beginning of my freshman year, and it was a little bit after Biggie died, and he kind of puts it in there, puts it in there, and then you had you know all the other stuff from that album in there, you know, and I just remember that was the album that I was just like when Bus Rhymes came out, I was like I'm watching him, you know. Yeah. It, it was that that summer that summer going from my my eighth grade to freshman year is probably one of the like most remembered because I don't know and it could be wrong but I remember I can't stand the rain coming out during that time um and then which also led into dun 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 dun, dun, dun. ooh ah. Suck it to me, gonna do uh, right, right. So you had that. Then you had, then you had um, the locks came out, but it was the one with little Kim at the end, and, and I think it was also you had little Kim. But then I wanted to say you also had Buster or not Buster Rhymes, DMX, DMX at the end of that song. Yeah, DMX was hard as fuck. Oh mm-hmm. no, 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 that's re- right here now. No, no, that's uh, what, what is locks? It wasn't money, power, respect, was it? Oh, yeah. Was it money, power, respect? Yeah, that was their that was their oh, first big ass hit. Huh? Yeah, no, no. Was it money, power, respect? Money, power, respect. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he was fucking hard. Who produced yeah. that one? Who was it? I don't even know. Is that Swiss? Was... No, I don't know. Because Swiss came big on the DMX side, right? Yeah, he came out with that one. Uh, I remember the beat that I could freak with. Like, summer of 96. Hype Williams music videos? Come on, man. (laughs) Think about this for a minute. Like, 90, summer of 96. Summer of 97, right? You had had Biggie's album coming out, Life After Death. Oh, right. Double CD. Like, I feel like that was when, that was when, like, like, for a while, like, for a while, the beginning of 90s was like, I know we're veering off. The beginning of the '90s was like thought-provoking rap, whatever mixture of everything, you know. And then you had like, like kind of gangster rap taken in. Snoop came in and took it down with gangster rap, right? He was like, boom, gangster rap. That that lasted from about '92-ish till '95 or '96. Then Biggie's Biggie made his album, and then by '96, '97, it was like. For a very long time, the reign of East Coast for like a long time for I'll say like four or five years. You know what I'm saying? And then, then in the mid '90s or late '90s, then you had the uh, the Southern rappers come in. And then once we got into like 2004, 2005, which when we look at when we were growing up, it's like a, a seven year span. All of a sudden, Southern rap just took over, you know. But. Uh, we veered off completely or whatever we're talking about. But yeah, that, that was like Buster Rhymes and Redman are some of the funniest rappers, you know. And, and then Eminem. Eminem was the, definitely one that was like you would laugh at when he was saying until he got to uh, his first album. And then he got to his second album and that motherfucker was angry. He definitely, <laughs> yeah, he definitely got that audience for sure. Yeah. I sit back with this pack of this pack of this pack of this weed. But yeah, that was the whole that was the whole like genre at the time for all like music. You know what I'm saying? All top acts were kind of in this like you know. Yeah, dark zone. it was weird. Yeah, yes, and yes, no. Because it was like it was the the rise of like Limp Bizkit, a little bit of like rockish type of style to the the stuff, right? But then like mm-hmm. Lincoln Park. I, I still remember. I still remember upset, highly upset. You know. Because you know we we live in a world where, where we're told that things shouldn't matter, you shouldn't separate people for certain things, and you understand that other places. And if you did, you understand that certain places had a style, right? I remember going in hot topics and be like, "Okay, hot topics," and you're like, "They're selling Eminem." I thought y'all didn't like rap, you know? Oh, but yeah. we only like Eminem. I was like, "Hmm." This is a racism I've ever seen. It, <laughs> crossover, crossover artists, crossover artists. Sure, I guess. I mean, whatever. I mean, you know, how many we like say, we Post say Malone, dude? Post Malone is a country dude. You know, what oh, I'm okay. Post Malone, what he is now, is different than when it was at that time. When it was so, I would say, it was so divided on people saying 
that they didn't like this or that. Yeah. You know, we're talking about when we were talking about um a place like Hot Topic that wouldn't put anything of uh, let's just say black at the time, in my opinion, right? There was nothing black in there. It was like, okay, it was pretty much you're gonna have corn, you're gonna have goth stuff, you might have some WWE stuff in there, whatever, right? Nothing that was urban like in hip hop, right? And then you put in Eminem, you're like, what? You you don't have anything else, and you put an Eminem, right? But if you were in a hip hop store, they was fucking with you if it was a lyricist. You know what I'm saying? Uh, true. But somehow on top of we have that in BC Boys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I joke around because to me that was one of those things where I know I'm I'm closed minded on it, whatever. But it was one of those things where I'm like, this is blatant. What, this racism? is blatant. You know what I'm saying? Huh? <laughs> racism. This is blatant. Well, it was just blatant. Yeah, it was like, yeah, yeah, it was to me, and it, it is like because it was one of those things where it was like you call out other stores at that time when I was growing up. It was like, okay, you call out stores for, you know, oh, it's only black stuff, and then you go into one, it's like, oh, okay, and you're like, what? You have Eminem in here? You don't even have anything else. There's so many other artists that are dope, you know? That's true. Eminem was like Larry Bird. And, and, and Kenny, Kenny, Hot Topic was considered a rock vibeish store. Yeah, when it first came out, right? I'm to yeah. believe that. Okay. Is it still around? It's still around. It's still around. It's like a novelty store now. Usually got like yeah, you get like the funny, the weird stuff. Yeah, they inherited uh what store used to do that? Like Spencer's gifts or something like that. Yeah, like Spencer's, yeah. Yeah. I used to love that store. I'd be like, Oh, look at this shit. This is hella funny. Like where you could yeah, get right, cool yeah. gifts when you were that age. You're like, Oh, I could spend a lot of money on some yeah, outfits. You do gag <laughs> gifts like, ooh, okay. Ball balls, I ice Ice makers that look like balls, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, that goofy like, shit. And, 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 and then you give someone who's like, "What is this bullshit?" You give yeah. me right. You're the only laughing. Yeah. So I give you the gift, and they're the only one. The person giving the gift is the only one laughing. Where the person getting is like, "What the fuck is this bullshit?" Ah, uh, it's hilarious, bro. <laughs> uh, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, Buster Rhymes. Method Man, Eminem. Eminem, I think, is just, you know, I get it. Because rap at that time was transitioning to becoming pop culture. You know, that's what Eminem kind of helped thrust that music and stomp out. Like, uh, at that time, what pop music was, was the the boy band shit. You know what I'm saying? That was dominating. Like, our high school years were filled with, you know, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and, you know, all... Yeah, Blink One Eighty Two. Because it was like it was definitely, at least to me, right? It was definitely weird. Uh, where I felt like I learned, and we, I think we said this even when we went to, um, when we went to uh, Heredity, it was like in high schools where I was starting to really learn the separation, segregation of people mm. and styles, and it was kind of like you, uh, you had to choose a side in a weird <laughs> way. To me, yeah, you know. It was you gotta like, choose a gang. Right, you gotta choose a gang. You right, you get with. And then, and then, you know, and I'll just be the first one to admit it was like because it was like so separated that you felt like this, like oh, you, if you're not this, you can't be that. That it was very visceral and a feeling. It was like, all right, well, fine. You don't want to fuck with me. I don't want to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? It's, it was like, and you kept it like it was kind of like you kept it at least when I was in Southern California. You kept it like, all right. You think your way, I think your way, and we will just like leave it at that. I'm cool with you, but once it gets to this certain thing, we're not, we're not, we're not like we fuck with each other. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's cool. I'm actually cool and with that. You <laughs> cool with that? I'm cool with that. That makes sense. And then, and then, and then, you know, as we got older, it was like, you know, I, and it should be this way. Not, it's not. I'm not knocking that bad, but it was like as you got older, it was. It was like you gotta figure out and try other things and you try new things and blah blah blah. Be open minded, you know. And I'll be the first one to admit it was like I wasn't open minded for a while, not because maybe maybe it was just a, like a lot of hate towards things that I felt like was going towards things I like. You know, like if I was bringing some of my friends to a soul food restaurant, like like in in spaces I lived in, at least in Sacramento, it was like I'm supposed to be comfortable with every pho or Chinese spot in Sacramento area. When I was like, hey, check this soul food spot out. It was like people were trying to look at it like, what is this? And 
pick apart the thing that I was sitting like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm down to try out your shit, and you're sitting here dissecting me. <laughs> Doing a whole science experiment on shit, you know? Ah, man. Fucking chicken, bro. You know? Exactly. Put a smile on your face. Fuck all this nonsense. You know what I'm saying? You having a good time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this idea, man. You know, eat some raw fish. And there's a black dude like, what the fuck? Eat raw shit? Nah. Uh, oh, nah. baby, I like it raw. raw. Oh, right, baby, I like it raw. Raw. It's ginger. <laughs> in my tea please yeah <laughs> oh man that's time traveling right there yeah that, that's that's i think what eminem did was the superpower to battle against the stardom of uh or the dominance of uh boy bands and pop stars at that time it was like a convergence and then eminem because that was that that one song that he was clowning everybody and then he made that music video with a parody of all those bands and boy bands yes and shit. yeah i was like you don't like the name of my band mm-hmm. remember that one mm-hmm. <laughs> what song was that, was that? Uh, what was b12 on that one? Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah see and, then, and I was and funny. I was like, just doing a deep dive on uh, Death Row a little bit, like earlier in the week. I was learning about uh, Suge Knight and some of those um, stories and some of the people. A lot of people are kind of speaking out now, so many years after the fact. But fascinating to hear some of the perspectives, you know. What what, what were they saying? Um, like who was uh, uh, what's that called? Um. Who was the singer, the R&B dude that they had under the label? Uh, I just forgot his name. Bobby something. Bobby Spurs? <laughs> something Bobby. Anyways, uh, there was an interview with him. He was talking about some stuff. Um, it was just interesting. Like I, It came off of that BET uh, doc. They did like a part one series on... Uh, like death row records and it was like a you know 45 hour long like thing pretty pretty dope i think just interesting perspective on on the rise or how the it came together um using a lot of like real interviews and kind of the that whole thing and i was like oh this is fascinating you know and then just kind of dabbling into each person's take like on what happened or some of the interviews and yeah it was interesting how suge knight was kind of portrayed uh in the media back then and hearing that not to say you know i gotta obviously read a lot more listen to more if i'd like to but i don't know it just seems like he was like a normal dude more or less you know what i'm saying and suge knight yeah so like at least coming on coming on let me just clarify so you think that people were over exaggerating what he did I can't say no, that's not real. I think both were, I think both can exist, you know, and I'm trying to figure out what is death row in the whole scheme of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, because when we look back at it, that's, that's huge. Given where Dr. Dre Snoop. Yeah. And basically the whole Super Bowl halftime, you know what I'm saying? Like that's we're there today. Some people are really upset that Ice Cube wasn't a part of that. Yeah. What happened with that? What was that? I don't know. It could be other things going on. Uh, Big like, three like, going on. It was LA, and then they had Eminem instead of instead of like I, I kind of agree with you. Like, how are you gonna have Eminem and not Ice Cube? I'm, it was, but it's not. I'm not mad at it. Should it should, to me, it shouldn't have been this or that. It could have been both. I just to me, it's like how do you not have Ice Cube in it as well? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I it could be it could be the only thing I can think of it could be was at that time. Ice Cube was one of the few uh, rappers, black rappers, that was saying, like, I'm not doing the vaccine, fuck you, type of thing. Because he was one of the main ones that was saying that at that time, too. Yeah. Or he was like, true. I'm not for this. And like, no, we need to do more things for black people. And no, Trump does this. That one is of the right. That, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. He was one of the few that was doing that at that time. Speaking you know, and against, I, don't, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking against certain things. Now, the NFL wasn't necessarily, I mean, in, in a way, like, uh, what Ice Cube was representing would align with more NFL fans as a mass. I think that it was still against the, because it was in LA, it was still against what LA wanted, you know? 
that's always controversial when they were going to like you know where all the stars were at they're like look he doesn't even have a mask on and i was like okay like what's what is that supposed to make people feel like you know what i'm saying but i do remember that yes uh yeah like that whole halftime like i'm like yeah what to see how death rows affect on the world up until now death death row was a i mean at that time well, I mean, it's weird because uh, I look back at it. You had Dog Pound, right? You had Corrupt, Warren G. It's still one of the songs. Nobody does it better. Right? You have that. But it's weird because it's like, I remember it feeling a lot grander than it really was. What, that that whole album? No, it was just Death Row as, as a whole. It went, it went like, it went up real quick and then sputtered out. However... I guess you can almost say that was Bad Boys because Bad Boys artists. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like uh, Puff Daddy really lived off of Biggie and Biggie's name for a very long time. Yeah, people like Mary J. Blige, but he was. It was like all I remember is after Biggie's death, it was just Biggie, Biggie, Biggie. And you have people there, and they'll drop out. You had Craig Mack there, you drop out. You had uh, what's the guy? Make that money, take that money. Ain't no way you can be that. Broom, broom. Uh, Black, Rob, Black Well. Oh Black yeah. Black. I will. I will. Special delivery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that is true. See what I think the death row is like, kind of aligned also with, uh, you know, the easy stuff. Easily, you know what I'm saying? Because easy at the time was the NWA stuff. You know, so that plays. It's not necessarily a part of Death Row's history, but it is just based on Dre's existence and Snoop's, not Snoop's, but uh, Dre's existence for sure. And that whole yeah. complication from, you know, going from Ruthless Records and having his storied career even before that, and then going from Ruthless to Death Row and that whole exchange, and then, you know, putting Death Row to, you know, that, and then moving on from, you know, going forward and everything yeah, in between. That- that's why I consider NWA one of the. They may not have been like the greatest as far as group as far as albums, but they're the greatest as the impact in in hip hop. One of the, one of the greatest, if not the top, as far as what spawned off from that group. Mm. You know, because like you just say, you just say the three. You have Easy E. I think we talked about this. Uh, you have Easy E, Dre, and then Ice Cube, right? Dre is uh, is one of the ones that stand out the most because he produced for you know Snoop Dogg, produced for Dr. Dre, produced for Eminem, produced for Fifty Cent. To start off west, west, Midwest to East Coast, which he you know Fifty then got other people from G Unit to bringing in game to going back to West, not bringing in game right. So you have all that, and then everything he's touched from producing. But then you throw in Ice Cube, and Ice Cube, you're like, okay, Ice Cube, well, he was the underlying rap writer for NWA, and then he was the first rapper to, like, well, he not first rapper, but he played in a movie, you know, uh, Minnesota Society. No, was it Minnesota? No, Boys in Hood, right? And then the Friday movie, he was the person that was like, I'm out of just rapping. I'm actually going to transition into making movies and enjoying movies. To now putting his son on into making movies, you know, and then you have Easy E and I was gonna say Bone Thugs and Harmony, and that little start, small small group was huge at that time when we were growing up. But I just feel like that group kind of really brought up gangster rap, but then everything that Dre touched, everything that Ice Cube touched, you know. So. You know, I still consider Dr. Dre one of the the best, if not the best, producer. You know, and it's obviously one sided because some people can say Timberland, and then you got Pharrell. Um, then you got other other people like Kanye, Just Blaze. Which, which I also side note, we were veering off from that, but I've I used to always I I used to say that Kanye is more influential than Jay Z. I don't people don't want to hear me there though. Oh, I say easily. Easily. Yeah. Like hands down. Easily. I listen to fucking Kanye's catalog once a week. 
bro. Bro. He's the reason why. Come on, why, man. Why. Stop playing. Stop playing around. He's I'm still alive. Always agree with him, but he's the one that uh, the reason why I got into making beats. Come he was on, the man. one. I, it was the reason why I was starting to wear pink polos and backpacks and a brace and backpack side. Straight up, man. He's like a. Yeah, when it's all said and done, his legacy up until this point is quite impressive. Quite impressive. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like the LeBron thing, man. It's a, it's a. You guys understand? This is about to end soon. Like this is about to end soon. This, this character and this guy, he's about to be done. Like not in the too distant future. You know. So enjoy it. It's kind of that thing. It's like, dang, dude, that is, this is impressive. Like let's savor this shit. No, really, really. I mean, like, honestly, I, I think people don't realize how, how, like, yeah, how, how dope LeBron. I mean, people do, but it's like we're, we're, there's, they spend so much time hating him. I was like, Jesus, man, like, enjoy this dude, man. He had to, man. It's like, a, it's like a John Cena. You know what I'm saying? Being the face of the That's WWE. Funny you say that because I, I didn't realize how dominant John Cena was in the WWE and for doing it that long. Come on, man. He has the most Make-A-Wish Foundation uh, wishes granted. Uh, dude works 300 days out of the year. like, And he held the company together when the company was really struggling. You know, to, yeah. their superstars all left, and it was just him. I was like, and everybody hated it. And the gimmick was corny, but he got over, and he was stuck through it, and his following is grand. But his legacy off it is crazy, too. So it's like, yeah. this dude ended up becoming like, their greatest representative of their company, you know, because like, everything he did in that time, and he he was actually a rapper. He actually had a rap song with Murs, right? He actually is. A he was legit. He's legit, dude. That he rapper, and legit. he was rapping about L.A. because when he got his big part, he was from the East Coast, but then he came to L.A. and really kind of enjoyed that, right? And I do kind of miss the faded hair, John. Cena oh, dude, my brother has a funny ass story. He met him. Uh, he went to go watch a dark taping of uh, their. Uh, you know, like those underground, not underground, but just smaller venue wrestling things. And he was there uh, on behalf of the WWE as prototype. And he was just all chilling. And he man, met him in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah, he met him in the bathroom. Was like, "Hey, man, prototype. I'm going to the top or something like that." My brother does the fucking story hilarious. But I was like, "That's crazy." From that guy all the way to even now, I was like, "Damn, dude." Kudos, dude, it, man. It's because, like, you know, yeah. I, I, well, for me, it was just Stone Cold. The Rock, that whole little thing was like amazing, and then The Rock, when Soul Cold kind of dropped off, I stopped watching it. And the Rock was taking over, and I remember hearing how John Cena was up, actually really upset about The Rock dropping out when he was on his way up. It was like, dude, it, you know, like I never had an opportunity to really go against you on all this other stuff, and then it, then he said it was out of jealousy, obviously, because he was seeing all that stuff, and then then he started to make his movies like The Marine, and then do other things. However, it wasn't until I seen like. I was not a John Cena overall fan until like I watched Peacemaker on HBO, right? And I was like, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, it was just like I'm loving the jokes when the jokes on John Cena. I'm loving these movies where he's now taking it into being part of the joke, you know? He's comedic relief. Yeah, the comedic relief, you know? That's so and, crazy. And, and just enjoying it, you know? It was like, okay. He's he's like okay with taking into the comedic relief because it's doing really well for him, you know. Because sometimes the other stuff I've seen him do when he's a serious is like it's not really that funny. But him doing other parts where it's a comedic relief are not his serious stuff was bad, but his comedic relief stuff was excellent in my opinion, you know. Oh, see, these are these are complete packages. These are like athletic guys that could do it all. Like what? <laughs> these are superhuman people. He was, and he wasn't really fronting on the rap. He was really about, like, he really enjoyed rapping, you know? So it was like, you know, because, like, you look at somebody's like, what are you? Are you real? Blah, blah. And it's like, as I saw more into it, I was like, you know what? I have to give John Cena his props of who he was and how long he did it. And, and how, you know, the like, hate he had to endure. Jorts. He had to, yeah, the George. Yeah, the shorts, the over yeah. like big baggy shirt. It was it was cornball, but it was his gimmick, and yeah. he got but over because gimmick. But uh, but when you like, I feel like that was still part of who he really was, though. You know, True. it was it wasn't necessarily a gimmick because some people 
it was and it wasn't. You know, the over the top jort part was like, okay, this is a look. I'm about to stick with it. Yeah, yeah. But this is like, no, nah, I'm really about this stuff. You know. Yeah, he the truest hip hop representative out there, bro. Yeah, they're amongst us. Freestyle, breakdancing, MC and DJ and producing. They're still out there. They just hide amongst us. They're still out there, folks. Hip hop is alive and well. At least that's how I see it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, John Cena, kudos. But yeah, uh, that legacy of, you know, just behind somebody's shadow. It's, just, it's a short amount of time. You know, Kanye's here. It ain't going to be forever. You know what I'm saying? But the music, you got it. Woo! Man. Uh, Dark Twisted. Oh. Oh, yeah. That was my Dark Twisted Fantasy, which everybody Devil in a new. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Hands down. Like I said, he's the reason why I got into making beats. Straight up. I, I hate when this first album came out, I was like, I don't like this fucking Kanye cocky ass bastard. And then for some reason I was like, I looked it up and he's like, he did Ace to the Izzo. Then he did on my block. Then he, he was did listening to him the whole then time. He, then it, I was it was Agatha all along. It was him all along. I was like, what? He did the uh not the quality, he did what was it? Um the on quality's second album. <laughs> Yeah, just to get by. Just to get, just to get. Yeah, and then I was like, "This I turn all, it up, I turn it up." All, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, he's he's coach, he's cosign, bro. Dude, he did, he did. Uh, I think he did. Um, stand up, don't do that. people want it all. No, 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 it's not that one. He did. He did. Like the uh, you don't know my name. He did that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that was hard. And then what sold me the most was when he put out Commons B. Oh. Yo, come on, man. Yay, yay. Well, I don't know if he did that one. I think that was uh, probably still Jay Dilla, but. Um, either way, it was Man. the out was supposed to be brought, brought common back from life after Aquarius <laughs> or whatever. Oh. That was. <laughs> brought him back from life because <laughs> he, he had some of that Aircon Badu booty, and then it was just... oh, that's so funny. What is it? What does she have? Is she some kind of like uh, like voodoo lady or something? She has magical powers down there. It's, That's what they say. Because I was listening to some like, Andre the two thousand, and they were talking about like why he don't rap. I was like, God damn! What is that magical elk? Whatever they call it, elk root or elk. <laughs> 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 you get a that, and all of a sudden, just like, hey, you know what? Things start to make sense now. He oh. does equal MC square. Oh, you know what man. I'm saying? Like. Complex, like just like have your boy, uh, uh, was uh, the guy you can't stand right now, the astrophysicist, um, oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, just have him sniff some of that. He's like, actually, (laughs) the bot, the boodooism in your booty is the center of all mass gravity and the beginning of time and space. Yeah, there must be something magical. Something. I went into Erica Badu's black hole. <laughs> and, but came out. Uh, <laughs> it was the reality yeah. of relativity. Yeah, I'm just you know yeah, saying, like, dude. Yeah, dude. What dude. happened to Andre 2000? But see, I don't. When I hear his. Uh, it was good or make was back. So that's it's great. Because he yeah, was like. It makes you know, sense. Andre was always like out there, but I still like. Like for me, when he had a speaker box and love below, I loved uh love below more. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, other than other than like there was one uh yeah, I'm afraid I'm like I'm scared as a dog and I had a new song. I want y'all the same oh the whole world. I was thinking in between. Cause the whole world loves it when it don't get down which is when i look back at it, at it it's true that's it's a like killer so, mike right no is that killer yeah mike? yeah yeah, killer killer mike, mike. Out there, yeah but it's like in the whole world loves it, when it, don't. it was like it's like uh in a weird way it was talking about how the world loves it when you're not 
where you're always happy all the time, where you don't yeah. get down. People don't really want to hear people say they're upset. True. Right? But then also when you had um, when you had like Synthesizer, which was on, a, on one of the songs like Synthesizer. It was like Synthesizer, microwave me so I can and I have seven babies. It was like talking about how people are not real anymore. And you look mm-hmm. at it. Three. Synthesized. That's why they left the game. They were AI, like, yeah, we're going to drop this and we're done. Like all the messages AI, in there, you good. You know, mm-hmm. we have AI, artificial intelligence. We had chat GPT photos, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, it's like, we're not, you know, with, with the myriad of the things that I've talked about ad nauseum in this, in this podcast, but you get what I'm saying. You know, it's like, all right. We're not even talking to each other in person. We're synthesized through the internet. <laughs> Breaking down the ones and zeros with milliseconds of information being transferred, you, you know, roughly 10 to 15 miles, 20 miles away, you know? Dude, with they, delayed, they special something. They special. The South. With a delayed conversation, you know, so it, it gives us time to when we're speaking, there's a delay in between both of us to be synced up, you know? Come on, man. They knew they old or new or something like that. They're either from some different era and they don't ever reveal that. You know how there's that idea of time travelers, like we're on the subject of time travelers. You know how they suspected people that time travel. Yeah, it's like this person's not even they came back in time to give us something to help us in the future. Mm-hmm. Or they're from you the know? past and visiting. Sometimes people will say some wild shit like that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a time traveler. It's like, okay, buddy. But anyways, if that is the case, I'm like Dude, they gotta be something like that because you know you listen to their early albums um like i started like really getting into like when you know at aliens dropped i was like oh this is that was my more or less favorite album um probably my favorite album for sure only because of the time you know seventh eighth grade seventh grade i think or eighth grade one of those grades i was like this mm-hmm. is whoo this is this speaks to me AT oh, yeah. Alien, the name already set the precedence. You're like these dudes, the whole entire time they're telling us that they ain't from here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I remember, I always remember you and and John loving elevators, right? Oh, dude, come on. And I always like the other one. Uh, AT Aliens was like, what's the other one? Sorry, I can't even think of it right now. But you know, everybody was on me and you, you your know, mama and your cousins too. Well, the best line was like, or or he's talking for me. The best line was he was talking about, uh, where he's, uh, I see he seen someone in the mall the other day and stopped him to say, you know, something I, I can't remember. I have to listen to it. It was like, oh, fuck, uh, that shit was not insane. enough money to last me the end of the week. I, I live by the beat, so like you live check to check if you move your feet and I don't eat, so we like neck to neck. Like, what? Like, that part was like. What he was talking about, like someone coming up, like, I love your stuff. It's like, man, we like in a way he was saying we're the same. The problem is I have to I have to keep moving to make my money, you know, just the same. So if you don't if you don't move your feet, then I don't eat. So we like neck to neck. Like, oh, oh come on. Dog, like Audrey's gotta be in the top ten of all time lyricists if if there's even a list. I know it's so subjective, but still. I think artistically, like definitely unique talent for sure. Because it's so hard as I think about that question sometimes. I'm like, man, there's so many factors that just go into that, you know, that whole whole space. You know what I'm saying? As we were talking about like the Jay-Z Kanye thing, because I was like, yeah, man, the more you think about it and it's time sits, it's kind of like, damn, certain things do kind of like are timeless and you kind of get into the notes in the deep pockets of it, you're like, dude, dude, this dude, okay, trace this, uh, you know, uh, engineer, trace this producer, trace this, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you're introduced to this whole new world. You're like, wait a minute. That's why, I, yeah, that's like talking on the Kanye thing. I was like, ooh, man, he's, he's up there. But Dre, the big boy, like the music they made together, man. And the whole dungeon fam, like how that I could understand that, and what you said, like then the South just took over. Like I mean, it's always but there was they were a different South though. Yeah, different South, but still coming from that energy out there. So whatever's in the water, man, it's it's real, bro. Like cause there there is literally like 
Like if you did watch, did you ever watch eight, uh, uh, Atlanta, the TV show? No, I did not. So, so my experience, it is, there is like different parts of the South where you have like the Southern slang intellectual, which was the outcast, the, the, uh, oh, I can't think of the other group, Goody Mob, you know, Scarface. And I'm not sitting there saying the other people aren't, but it was more of like, we think about this. Nah, man, we ain't cool with this, blah, blah, you know? Um, while you have like the trap trap, which is most hoods in every place was like, nah, man, skinny skirt, but <laughs> or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Somehow the move the crack part just move, you know, took over because I also say that because like when when you look at Ludacris and he came out, he was very he came off like the very basic ATL. You're like, ah, uh, yeah, no, you thought you didn't have substance. But then when he really heard flow, he was like one of the more like Aww. when he was featured, like his freestyle or when he featured on someone was one of the 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 nastiest. There was times where I was like, "What?" You know, um, yeah. Ludacris was. was what do you say? What do you say? I'm so hood. I should have been on the original version. Like when he said that, like <laughs> like like Ludacris, you go back and he's like, Ludacris is a spitter. Like, yeah. when he really gets a chance, you know? But he started off a certain way. Then he kind of moved towards, like, a more thoughtful stuff. And then he kind of goes back because, unfortunately, I believe, unfortunately, the, the simplistic stuff sells more, which makes sense. Hard to be an artist, man. Especially, you yeah. know, like, uh, booming, like, in the mainstream, you know? And then to sustain that, that's probably the hardest shit and how to how to mitigate that and how to, you know, how to control that in different phases of your career, you know, especially if you have like a big rise and then mm -hmm. just kind of, you know, stay in the cuts. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. So, so you're talking about artists and I was thinking about like staying in the cuts. And then I remember seeing that uh, David's going to be at the halftime show tomorrow for the Warriors and the Lakers. Whoa. Yeah, like, I mean, I know he's done other things, but I was like, all right, Dave, all right, cool, man. Like, I don't know if he's ever done a play, I don't know if he's ever done a playoff game. But I was like, oh, good on you, man. Pretty sure he has. I mean, sure not in, uh, I mean, not in SAC, obviously, but. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, actually, it's kind of funny to say that because, like, uh, you know, he's a Sacramento person going to the Bay, which it's like sometimes Bay Area people accept Sacramento people right like the the boogie not the boogie monster sorry the jabberwockies you know and whatnot and david and certain things but it was like i don't know why but it just reminded me of like how e40 accepted a lot of things from sacramento that he comes here and then you know goes to the game and gets kicked out <laughs> it was kind of funny to me it was like what like how there's a lot of people from the base like, oh yeah cool sack yeah we you know we don't have a problem and then sacramento has a problem with sometimes bay area people <laughs> there's always that there's always that uh that that rivalry even more so now obviously through basketball oh, more so now. Yeah. before that there was definitely vibes but it's more like uh it's more like uh i think who said it? in a way yeah no it's like a family rivalry it's like oh we still yeah. cousins we know who the big dog is like oh, you san francisco's big dog but we over here like we're doing our thing all right y'all yeah, cool you, but we we yeah, got some yeah. we cook up things you know I'm not, out there to enjoy i mean i don't think people from san francisco come to sacramento to enjoy their weekend like i went to sacramento maybe they'll go to napa but i ain't going to sacramento yeah. like man i'm going to sacramento yeah, but they come here to come see like shows come see talent come hear talent you know come see small shows this is where it breeds it breeds talent out here man for sure there's an oh, audience yeah. out here man there's there's a this is where like artists hone the craft. I say, you know, they, they, they're here and they're not bothered and they're able to perform in front of like real audiences where they're like, boo, you whack. You're like, all right, cool. That's perfect. Whack, <laughs> you go you out whack. and all of a sudden yeah, no, 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 it's like you, you whack. Boo. Yeah. boo, you whack. Hey, I'm going to see you at the church on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, That's ma. What I'm thinking. That's yeah, what I'm thinking. Thanks, ma. A you lot know, of talent out here, man. A lot of talent. Yeah, before before we go, man, I wanted to say about uh, talent and shows, whatever. So I went to go see Ali Wong this weekend. 
Okay. You know, uh, I believe uh, Joe Coy was at Golden One, and Ali Wong was at the Hard Rock or whatever way out in Wheatland. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the guy's name that she was with, right? But dude, this comedian reminded me so much of you, man. Like, <laughs> dude, at the at the at the mustache, the the little goatee, and long hair, right? But he had said something, man, that, that reminded me so much of, of you. He, he was telling a joke. He was talking about how he was talking about cooking, right? And he was like, hey, cooking, you get older, blah, blah, blah. You, you know, he was talking about how shallots is, he's like, when you really want to treat yourself, you get shallots instead of onions. You know, it's like the more elevated, like, high class. <laughs> he was talking about berries, right? He's like, you know what? You know how kids are, he was like, I just bought a bunch of berries. They're kind of expensive, but whatever. And he was talking about how kids are rational about eating berries, right? But the part that got me, which made me think of you, was like, he's like, I don't know, berries are good, man. They got antioxidants in it. You know, I don't even know what an oxidant is. <laughs> I looked it up and all it ever does, I Googled it. Trust me. All it is is, is a ruse. You look up antioxidants, you look up oxidants and just refers you back to antioxidants. <laughs> and I was like, that's something literally Ryan would say. Like, I would look at it. I was like, yo, because it's like, what is an oxidant? You can't tell me what an oxidant is, but you can tell me what anti, an is an antioxidant. So I don't know what an oxidant is. <laughs> gotcha. All I, is, all I know is the anti <laughs> this has the antioxidant. God damn it. Uh, you know? They had me profiled. No. They sent out a, a clone was, of me. No, we all we all we all have a, a archetype, right? We like I'm an architect and someone else, right? Or similarities, yeah. right? Yeah. It was like it was funny because one, he Googled it, it was like, I don't even know what the oxidant is. Like kind of like the whole woke thing, like you guys are not paying attention, but like I'm gonna tell you this. What is the oxidant? Why was why is it so important? If they can't even tell me what the basic of it, what is the anti of it? You know, that's hilarious. We have antimatter, but what is? But you have to know what matter is. To have antimatter, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Antihero. For some reason, we have antioxidants, but we don't even know what the oxidant is. <laughs> Boom! See, that's how they get you. It's all the wording, man. God yeah. damn it! I'm a prototype. I need to change my look. They they're on to me. They're on to me. I got to change my look again. Where do I go? Seventh grade, Ryan, get the Nike back on the back. You know, I have a, like a, a scar here that looks like a swirl. So I'm like, oh, do I got to bring the fade back since everybody's rocking mullets and long hair? Like now he's it. I remember, I remember that little scar. Come on, man. Come on. Mini movie That's all right. Yeah, whatever. I'll, do, I'll do the Hitler joint. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, 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 that's nice all. No, no, no. You got to do the. Um... Or I'll call, I'll call the Jordan. Sorry. Uh, wrong name. I'll do Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan, the little small one. Did Michael Jordan have a small little? He did bat? that. You don't remember he rocked it in the game. He rocked it at the arena one time. Really? You don't remember that? No, man. Oh my! <laughs> what, I, what I was trying to think of was more of the um, the Huckleberry, where he had those small little patch right down there. And the, oh, he uh, had that too. Yeah, he had that. Uh, what's that, that called? The oh, Guy Fox mask. <laughs> like it's just this. <laughs> Yeah, you should do that, man. Like, put the wax in, do it all nice, you know. I'll probably do that. I'll probably just trim this down. I'll do, do that. Yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, I'll probably keep this for a while. I do like this. This is uh quite nice. But yeah, no, that's funny. That that sounds like something I would say. Interesting. Interesting. I'll think about that. Nice. Thank you, brother. Always love and appreciate. Sky high. Yes. Go Lakers. Go. Oh, well, yeah. We'll, we'll end the recording. We'll talk about it offline. <laughs> well,